Madcap Flare offers cutting-edge technical authoring and publishing capabilities for today's technical writers and content developers with advanced features to maximize authoring efficiency, content reuse, and multi-channel publishing. By combining Madcap Central's cloud-based collaboration, publishing, and content management functionality, authors can improve content quality, gain greater insight into tasks and production schedules, work collaboratively with teams, host content, and automate processes. Madcap Flare and Madcap Central, combining the power of desktop authoring with cloud-based collaboration, publishing, and content management. Learn more at www.madcapsoftware.com. This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Welcome to episode 51 of the Cherryleaf Podcast. We were planning, or not planning I should say, to do an episode on future trends this year. So why were we not going to do one? Well, one reason was because we've been doing the podcasts now for a good while, 50 episodes so far, and most of them have been focused on future trends. So in many ways to see what our thoughts and predictions are for the future, the easiest way is just to go back and listen to the episodes that catch your eye. The other reason is, I'm afraid, the B word, Brexit. And that is looming, scheduled for 29th of March this year. We're currently recording this in January 2019. And that makes it very hard for us as a company to really predict what's going to happen to the economy in the UK from April onwards. There are three likely outcomes that the country goes with the deal arranged by the Prime Minister, which means we have two years with some arrangements similar to what we have today, with the goal of having a permanent deal with the EU after two years, or potentially that extended for another two years. That's likely, according to the NISR, to have an impact of about £100 billion over the decade, or about a 4% reduction in what the economy would have been like if we'd stayed in the EU. The other option is a no-deal Brexit, where we leave without a deal, and that's probably the one that's going to have, or would have, the greatest impact on the country. That means tariffs on goods, that means the Irish border... That means that we may have shortages of prescription drugs and food, that there are custom checks, that there are delays and so on. And the NISCR predicts that that would have an impact of about £140 billion on the UK economy compared to where it would be otherwise in 10 years. The third option is that we have a people's vote to stay in and we carry on as we are today. What is the impact on those scenarios to Cherryleaf and to software companies and contractors based in the UK? And what is the impact personally on people that are based in the UK? So let's start with what would be the impact if we do crash out and how can we plan and how can software companies plan for that particular situation? And in many ways, it's very hard to know. The advice from the UK government is pretty vague because a lot of the effects are determined by what decisions are made by countries like France and Germany on how they would treat the UK outside of the EU without a deal. Now, the biggest impact is likely to be on the movement of goods. 
Cherry Leaf and technical writers and software companies don't actually ship goods. We provide services. Information is delivered electronically. So it's unlikely that that would have an impact on the sales and the delivery aspect of what we do and software companies also. It might have an impact on things that we want to buy. If we want to buy computers or desks and the like, those could be held up in customs. There might be few of those around in the shops. It might take longer for those to arrive. Another aspect is digital goods. So things like the e-learning courses that we provide where there's no interaction with a human being. Now the EU changed the rules so that when you charge VAT for a product that somebody buys in the EU, the VAT that's charged is based on the country that they live in. What that means is that then there's a reporting requirement to all of the different countries in the EU for the VAT that's been collected on their behalf when you've sold that product to somebody in their particular country. To get around all that paperwork, the UK government and equivalent governments around the EU have set up schemes. The UK one is called VATMOS, and what you have to do is send in a report every quarter with your VAT return, your value-added tax return, and the UK government pays the tax, distributes the tax to all the other countries. Now, with a crash out, that goes. So there is an issue over how to deal with that post the 29th of March. Do you register in Ireland and as a third country company and do all your VAT VATMOS reporting through them or do you do it another way? So this has been on the horizon or looming for us for quite a while. How do we deal with that particular problem? And you may have noticed that a while ago we moved our training courses onto a new platform. And part of the reason for that, in addition to that offering better capabilities, was that they are the merchant of record. They are the people that are actually selling the courses. So the VAT reporting is down to them. And so we've done that to get around this particular problem. Now, we hope that solves the issue for us in terms of our online courses, but we'll have to see if there are any hidden gotchas that may affect us from April onwards. The third aspect from a company perspective is freedom of movement. One of the reasons why the decision for Brexit has been made is to change the rules for freedom of movement of people. So there are going to be restrictions on the ability for companies to hire people who are not UK citizens. And there's talk of there being a salary threshold of around £30,000 that's required if you want to hire somebody in from overseas if you're a company. Now that probably for most technical authors will be relatively straightforward as a salary threshold to meet. However, the rules are planned to be that people can only stay in the UK for five years and they can extend for another five years after that. So if people want to stay in the UK for a short period of time, that's possible. But if they are looking to settle down, to put down roots, to have a family, to stay permanently in the UK, then it's looking like that will not be an option for them. And that may limit the amount of people that are interested in coming to work. The other side of that is that restrictions that the UK apply are likely to be applied to UK citizens by other countries as well. Sometimes technical communicators do contracts or go to work in the EU 27 countries. They go to work in France or Germany or Belgium. 
as citizens of a third country, that will have an impact on what contractors and UK citizens will be able to do in terms of work abroad. So in terms of hiring, the priority is to hire, in say in Germany, German nationals, then EU or EEA nationals. And then after that, they have the option of looking for people that are in third countries. So your attractiveness on a permanent basis in countries like Germany is going to be less than it was today. And as a citizen of a third country, what we're likely to see is restrictions on how long you can stay in a country unless you've got a residency permit. So that could be 90 days or it could be 180 days within a year. So if you're looking to get a contract in mainland Europe for up to three months, you're probably fine. But if you want to go and work in a country for, say, 12 months, then that's unlikely to happen unless you have the ability or the, you're able to get and apply for and get a residency permit in that particular country. Another impact or effect on this is also that you're unlikely to be able to move, say, from Germany to an office in Belgium or France and just relocate in that way. Your residency and your right to work will be fixed to one country only. One aspect that might have an impact that's again unknown at this stage and we're due to do some research and analysis and study is the effect on what this means for data storage, data security and the rules of GDPR. Because at the moment the UK is part of the EU and after April if we leave then we're outside of the EU and we will have to Again, if we've got European clients or if we've got people on our database who are based in one of the EU 27 countries, we need to make sure that the data that we store of their information complies with GDPR as it relates to a third country. And so we are going to go through an exercise of checking that we comply or we will comply in that particular scenario. So the biggest effect is likely to be on what all of this means to the UK economy whether there's less work around, whether the restrictions on engaging EU staff will make it direct people to having UK-based staff or using UK-based companies, whether the reduction in the pound will mean that overseas companies will be attracted to using UK companies or not. So we do have a plan B, and that is to create a sister company in an EU27 country and we think we can do it within about seven days if needed to do that. We're going to try and avoid that if possible because having two companies means two sets of accounts, two sets of accountants, two sets of tax returns, more bureaucracy essentially, more cost. But if we need to do that we can and we will. Biggest impact of this is actually more on the personal impact on the staff and directors of companies in the UK. So we've got issues over the rights of EU 27 country citizens to stay in the UK. And there's about 3 million of them. A good chunk of those will be married, a good chunk of those will have children. So the impact is probably going to affect about 7 million, 6 million people in total. And there's plans to require them to have to register and pay to register to remain in the country. There may be concerns or issues over the jobs of spouses that are from an EU 27 country. 
whether their jobs are as secure as they were before March and after March 29th. We've got issues over the availability of prescription drugs tied up in customs checks and whether people that are on tablets are taking medication, whether they have those still, whether they worry about the availability of those. And even things like the Irish border could have an impact personally on people. Our accountants are in Brighton, our headquarters are in Brighton. If you walk from one to the other, you pass the Grand Hotel in Brighton. In 1984, the IRA blew up the Grand Hotel. Five people died, 31 were injured. And so if there is a border between the UK and the Republic of Ireland, if that leads to violence, then although it may seem some distance away, history shows that it can come closer than you might think to people based in mainland UK. So in short, there are a number of different potential scenarios and quite a few consequences of that that might impact. From a company perspective, most of them we believe we can ride out, we can deal with. As much as we can plan for the completely unknown, we've done what we can and we've put things in place or got plans in place to do those. So we haven't mentioned the third option in much detail. Really, if we did stay in, be it through a people's vote and the vote to decide to stay in, then things would carry on as they've been since the 1970s with freedom of movement of people to work in the UK and to go and work in the EU27, freedom of goods and services to buy and sell across the EU27 countries also, or EU28, because we'd be 28 countries in the EU at that point. It's a really controversial topic at the moment for businesses. It's quite tricky because people have very high emotions and opinions on that. Yet, when it comes to planning what's going to happen through 2019, you can't avoid but think about Brexit and what will be the circumstances, the situation where we're working, we're selling, we're trading after the 29th of March this year. In this podcast episode, we've tried to really map out the issues that might affect software companies, technical communicators, companies like Cherryleaf, without putting people's emotions up too much. We hope that there's more light than heat as a consequence of doing this episode. It's controversial, it's a little bit tricky, but very hard to avoid dealing and working in the UK at the moment without thinking about Brexit. Anyway, we probably won't talk about Brexit again for a while, perhaps ever. We'll see. So next episode will be something back to what we normally talk about. Thank you for listening.